We're busting ours to kick yours. Fun to watch. Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a Oh, mercy. Five, four, three, two, one. For the first time in Madison All Access podcast history, we are coming to you from the National League Championship Series. Hello, everyone. Bobby Blanco, Paul Mancano with you for the Madison All Access podcast, brought to you by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about our student-athletes and programs today. Game four, the Nationals are up three to nothing. A chance to break out not just the brooms, but the bubbly tonight as well, Paul, as the Nationals look to win their first National League pennant and advance to the first World Series in franchise history. How do you feel? Very tired, pretty sick. Uh, this the, postseason is taking its toll on us as, as human beings. It's bright, which is why we wear sunglasses, but it has the added benefit of I, I am very sick at this point, so it, the added benefit of I can sleep and no one can s- know that I'm sleeping during this podcast Yeah, um, because I am exhausted uh, physically. I'll tell you, uh, we have been flying around the country. It has been a whole lot of fun, uh, very tiring, but just an absolute blast. Um the brooms and the bubbly. I like that line, Bobby. I don't know how that's going to mix. You know, are, are you going to get a bunch of wet brooms in there? Well, um, you need – brooms are some, sometimes necessary because you need to the brush sweep. up all of, like, well, the bottles and the oh, corks true. and the bottle caps. Because shout out it's to the – It's not just liquid on the, on the floor. Shout it's, out to the – yeah. things. Shout out to the Nats equipment staff Seriously. for uh, the – because after every, you know, celebration, they have to bring out, like, all of the – furniture and everything into the hall and totally clean it out yeah they've now had now one of them was on the road but they've had two home celebrations already with bubbly they could have a third today that's a lot of champagne to get out of equipment and furniture well we talked about before on the podcast there are there are there might be some substance to the fact that there might be too much celebration in postseason baseball fair but when it's your team, who do you who are you to care? You know, it's, oh. it's when the team you're covering, or for me as well, when I'm a fan and I'm not at work. I mean, it doesn't bother me. Celebrate all you want as long as you keep winning. Yeah, so that's okay with me. You might be more than anyone celebrating or not celebrating. Excuse me, I should say pushing for a sweep today, just so we can get those extra couple of days of rest before we head out to the World Series. I am. Yeah, that is pretty much the only reason that I've I mean look so long as if they lose tonight that's okay so long as they win tomorrow in so game five so long as we don't have to go back to St. Saint Louis St. Louis right. uh, which granted I mean wow what an incredible city but uh, could you tell the sarcasm I, I, probably I, not I, because I, a little bit, yeah. I can't even hear myself because of the amount of mucus in my head oh but uh, yeah we want to get this wrapped up and frankly I <laughs> I mean I did. None of us. I don't think any of us. You and I both, Bobby, before this uh, series, not on the podcast, but to each other, predicted that the Cardinals would win this series. I heard some people pick the Nationals. I didn't hear anybody pick the Nationals sweeping the Cardinals in four games or even five games. Everybody seemed to think this was going to go six or seven games. Uh, But frankly, I think they get it done. If it's not tonight, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Which is crazy to say, but this Cardinals team looks broken and done. Well, like I think uh, Mark Zuckerman pointed out yesterday as we were heading down for the postgame interviews in Clubhouse, 
you know, what what did this Cardinals team have to play for at this point? I mean, they're they're just they look so defeated. I mean, they're out here taking early BP, which they quite frankly need. They cannot hit, and that's a credit both to the Nationals' pitching staff, not just the starters who have been phenomenal to start. We can talk about possible MVP awards later. Is there ever been a Co four time MVP. <laughs> like, can you give it to Sanchez, Scherzer, Strasburg, and maybe Corbin tonight? You might have to because this pitching staff has been that good. But this offense for St. Louis, I mean, has just been so dead quiet. We've seen a little bit of a shakeup for Game Four's lineup. They have to do something. You know what they've been doing up to this point has not been working. Dexter Fowler is out of the lineup, out of the top of the lineup too, taking so many at bats and striking out so many times. Why was he still up there? Um, but yeah, I, I just I cannot believe that we are at a point where we're talking about a four-game sweep in the NLCS. Like you said, I think we both we both thought it would at least be a fight. I yeah. gave the Nationals their fair chance to to come out here and get some, get their punches in and, and yeah. win a couple of games and push it. I didn't say there was no chance for them to win. I thought there was definitely a chance for them to win this series, but not like this. Yeah, well, and this is exactly what Mike Rizzo in the front office envisioned yeah. in this offseason was them having a one, two, three, four punch with those four guys at the top of the rotation. And look, we knew that they were going to be, uh, you know, that those four guys are better than the four guys that the Cardinals were going to throw out there. But I think it was fair to expect that they would have a, a little bit of a dip considering how much they've been used in the month of October. Yeah. Considering how many times we, we've seen Patrick Corbin come out of the pen more than he started. Yeah. We've seen uh, Max Scherzer pitch an inning of relief and throw 100 in that inning of relief. We figured some of these guys would just have a little bit of a drop-off in terms of just because of the amount that they've been used. But this NLCS, they look better than they did in the NLDS. Yep. And it worked out for Game 5 of the uh, DS. Because if you think maybe if that game had gone uh, beyond the 10th inning and they had to put Sanchez in that game, and even if they win and they advance... Um, you wouldn't have Sanchez for game one. Right. You'd probably have to, I don't know, go with Corbin on a very short rest. Or, or Norm Max on probably short rest because yeah. he went game two. Uh, yeah, exactly. So the, it, it worked out that they didn't have to use Sanchez and uh, in game five of the NLDS. They start him in game one of the NLCS on regular rest, and he just set the tone. Yeah. I mean, it, it felt like really after that game – the, the Cardinals just didn't have anything left. They yeah. were waving at terrible pitches, did not seem to come to at-bats with any kind of definitive approach of how they were going to get at these guys. And then Max Scherzer just picks up right where Sanchez left off, and the it just snowballed. And the yeah. Cardinals have not done anything to stop it. And this is what we meant when we talked about early on in this postseason, like before the wild card game, before the DS that this team is built for a seven-game series, yeah. better than it is built for a five-game series. This is exactly why, because of this rotation. And, you know, after every Sanchez start, even before and after every Sanchez start, you hear David Martinez talk about it. Well, it's not the big three, it's the big four, because don't forget about Anibal Sanchez. And that's exactly right. Obviously, he was the game one starter in this series and took a no-hitter almost to the eighth inning, or through mm-hmm. the eighth inning, seven and two-thirds innings. So... Yeah, this team is built for the way this roster is constructed with its emphasis on starting pitching. This team is built for a seven-game series, much like the NLCS, like a World Series. And now that they're here, we're seeing for the first time in club history, this is what they envisioned happening. If they could just get past that first round, they have the, the arms in the rotation to dominate early. And, you know, at this point in the season, like we talked about 100 times, 
only your best arms have to can throw. That's just, just yeah. the way it has to be. And take what you can about so you can say what you will about the bullpen. Other teams are doing the exact same thing. Only their best arms are throwing in times like this because it's win or go home. The World Series pennants are on the line. You have to win every single game. Every out matters so much. And and this, this team's getting it done. And, you know, we can talk about it maybe after. Um, we're not saying that they're clinching tonight or tomorrow, but if and when they do win the National League and advance to the World Series, we'll obviously have a podcast episode bridging the gap between end of NLCS and beginning of World Series. And then we could talk about how important maybe this extra rest before the World Series will be for the starting staff. Because yeah. you think about Anibal Sanchez is, is an older guy, and he I think he's really benefited from the extra rest he's gotten um, since the end of the regular season. Um, Mike Scherzer talking about how after his outing in, San, in St. Louis, his arm was going to fall off. Yeah. And, you know, he could use the rest. Steven Strasburg has you know, has pitched the most innings he's ever thrown in a single season. He could probably use the rest. Corbin is going back and forth between starting and bullpen. He could probably get benefit from going back to a normal starting schedule. Yeah. Um, tonight, game four is his first start since game one of the division series against the Dodgers, which is crazy to think about. So, yeah, we can talk about that when it comes to it. But, yeah, again, this team is built for seven-game series, and this is exactly what Mike Rizzo and company envisioned when they built this roster. It's like, hey, if we can get to the NLCS, our pitching staff can carry us through it and into a World Series and hopefully win the World Series because of how deep they can get in the games and just how dominant they can be. Yeah, and you came into the NLDS and it was kind of like uh, with the Dodgers especially your message was it's not you know each team is going to take their punches yeah. but it's how you get back up after those yeah in this series the Nats haven't been punched haven't been down once and the the way that the Nats have gone about approaching the series I mean it is just they look at the what is the weakness of this team the bullpen how about we just eliminate that we yeah. just don't even go there. Yeah. We try, you know, and they've gotten by with these unbelievable performances uh, from these starters. The rest, I think, will definitely help. Considering all all four of those these guys in the rotation are thirty years or older. Yeah. I mean, these guys are veterans who could use a little bit of rest at this point. Um, but th- they have eliminated the weaknesses, which is the bullpen. And and. Davey Martinez has barely had to move a finger yeah. in all of these games. As as awesome as he was um, managing the NLDS, and that required so many different moves and manipulations of his starters in the bullpen, he has not had to do any of that yeah. in this NLCS. It, it has been a godsend, the, the kind of performances um, that they've gotten from everybody across the board. Um, I, In terms of the game tonight, I think uh, – I just don't see the Cardinals in in other previous years, you know, any kind of and I'm sure the DC fan in you is is getting a little bit worried or or has some kind of worry in the back of your mind. Always. But 26 years of losing will do that to you. Um as we were talking to Mark Zuckerman, he was talking about yesterday's game and the fact that they were up 6-nothing at one point and he had flashbacks to game 5 of the 2012 NLDS. Didn't we all? when the Nationals were up 6 nothing on the Cardinals. And he said the difference between that team is, one, this this team has Steven Strasburg. That team didn't. Right. And two, it's just a different team. Yeah. It's just a completely different team than anyone that we've seen. And it just does not feel like they are going to let up. 
um, at this point. And especially considering, I mean, a lot of times, look, the Dodgers were the heavyweight of the uh, National League. They were the favorites, having 106 wins coming into that series. And a lot of times when you see the heavyweight, the favorite get knocked out in the first round, you kind of see a little bit of a drop off in the second round from the team that might have that beat them just because it took everything from them. And also maybe they consider part of it like, you know, they slayed the giant. They take a little bit of a time off. Not with this team. I mean, they they just kept it going. They were like, okay, we beat the 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 Dodgers in five games. That was the best team that we're going to face in the National League. We're facing the Cardinals. They're not as good. We're going to go as hard in games one, two, and three, and they did. You and I talked about it all postseason long. Everyone in that press box has talked about it as well, how this team is different. And it's not just the way that the roster is constructed or who's in the dugout or who's in the bullpen or, you know, how they're hitting our approach. It's it's just the mentality, you know. I think this is the first team that we've seen from the Nationals be the underdog, you know, yeah. not come in winning 96, 97, 98 games in a season and being the number one overall seed, being the favorite to win the World Series, coming in, you know, or having Bryce Harper's pending free agency have that cloud above their heads the entire season, all that pressure. There is no pressure on this team. And that's what we talked about before the National League Division Series. And we said there might be more pressure on the Dodgers than the Nationals. And, you know, Say what you will. Dave Roberts might have pushed some wrong buttons at times. The Nationals oh, maybe got a couple did. buttons. <laughs> but I think there's an argument to be made that, you know, they kind of folded underneath that pressure. They and did. the Nationals had no pressure on them, so they were just so loose. And, I mean, think about back to that game five. The Dodgers take a 2 nothing lead early, 3 nothing lead early, and Steven Strasburg wasn't phased. This Nationals team wasn't phased, and they believed that they were going to come back. And when you take that early lead, you mentioned the game five in 2012 against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. It almost adds to the pressure of, you. well, you better close the door now. You better win this game since you have a lead. And they just folded, completely yeah. folded. And this team has not had any pressure on them this entire postseason. And they're not going to. No. They're going to be the underdog the rest of the way. Obviously, right now, they're the favorite to win the National League Championship Series. I, I saw that they're also now the slight favorite to win the World Series because they have an easier path to get there. Right. But they're going to be, the, you know, whether they face the Astros or Yankees in the next round, if they make it, they're going to be the underdog. They're not going to have any pressure. And then you're talking about a Houston team that won the World Series two years ago that has some pressure to to keep winning. And, and you know, with that core group of young players that they have, the Yankees obviously always yeah, have pressure always. to win. This national team has no pressure. No one is bearing down their necks being like you have to win right now because otherwise you know all hell's gonna break loose everyone is just having so this team is having so much fun and you know the postseason obviously it's baseball sports are supposed to be fun but the postseason is the most stressful yeah stressful baseball you could ever be played and they're they could not be more relaxed at no. this point and i think that's their biggest strength is how carefree they are coming into october and playing through october yeah it, it in in every other year it just felt like you were waiting for the one thing to, um, you know, kind of be symbolic. Like one base runner gets on because of an error, and you're like, "Oh, here we go. Here's where it all well, unravels." Yes, yeah, so that's kind of like you're saying about like the whole. De- like you're just waiting for the one thing to go wrong, and oh no, here yeah. it goes. And I've said it a thousand times this postseason, and, and you know that's that's a dig at myself, but they've bounced back. Like yeah, last they night, the storm. they were up seven nothing, and, and Juan Soto falls, throws the ball into the infield. No yeah. one's paying attention, and the Cardinals score. Seven years ago, panic mode. Yeah. Hitting that panic button. Here we go. Everything's going to fall apart. Nope. Just Steven Strasburg casually struck out the next two batters, and 
and uh, Fernando Rodney, I think, struck out the side, and, and Tanner Rainey was nails in yeah. the ninth inning. I mean, it's just so casual how they won that game, and it should never be like that, but it was. Yeah, uh, it, it just does not – just feels like a completely different team and a yeah. completely different atmosphere, and I think, I think it permeates throughout. I think the fans feel it too. I don't think – there's not a growing sense of dread like you used to feel. Oh, like yeah. I think in uh, I was here for 2017 NLDS Game Five, and I think you used to feel this kind of growing sense of worry of yep. what's going to go wrong, and and you you see the the Matt Reeder's throwing error that never should have been. You see the Jason Worth lost ball in the lights, and you oh, just God. think that's going to be the moment we're going to think back on. Yeah. In that moment, you realize this is the moment that we're going to look back on and, and say that was the moment where it all came apart. It's not that with this team. And I for I mean, I am pumped for a, who regardless of who the American League champion is, whoever it is going to be, that is going to be a heck of a series. Yeah. I mean, those two teams... In the if. American League, of course, of course. But I think, you know, it's fair to already start yes. looking ahead. Well, okay. um, those two teams are absolutely loaded. And we are going to see um, these two, you know, the Nationals who have played carefree, a wild card team going up against a heavyweight from the American League. Um, that is going to be thoroughly exciting. Yeah. Um, but also, we would be remiss if we did not mention uh, Howie Kendrick. And oh his unbelievable performance. Um, I was thinking about it earlier. Usually, it, it, it's funny because in this series, pitching has dominated, obviously, and it has been the story. But you almost can't give it to a pit, the MVP to a pitcher right. because nobody has pitched more than one outing, assuming that they don't go to five games. If they get, you know, if they get it wrapped up in four, who do you even give? You know, you you yeah. can give it to a. I I think in in theory you could give it to a Sanchez because he had what seven and two thirds no hit innings and set the tone, but he only pitched the one outing. Right. Whereas Howie Kendrick has played the entire series and has dominated. So, but it's funny if they give it to an offensive player considering this was a this entire series the storyline has been the Nationals pitching staff. Yeah, you think about past championship series MVPs who were pitchers like I think Andrew Miller comes to mind in the mm-hmm. 2016 ALCS you know he put multiple outings at yeah. in, in high leverage situations as a reliever uh, Justin Verlander I think in 2017 ALCS again multiple outings multiple starts and just so many strikeouts you know if they wrap it up today I mean I think you would have to give it to Howie Kendrick just because of the RBIs and the big hits that he's come across yeah but He's not. I mean, he. Don't get me wrong. He's playing great, and he. You know, offensively, he's the MVP. Yeah. But this this store, like you said, is about the pitching, and and there's an argument to be made. And this is also assuming Patrick Corbin comes out, and is just you know shuts the door and, and closes the door tonight uh, for the sweep. But Anibal Sanchez, the way he came out again, seven and two thirds no hit innings. You know, kickstarting this thing. You yeah. Know, right out the gate for this team. You know, that's great. You win first one on the road. And then you go to Max Scherzer, game two. You go up another, go into the seventh, no hitter. First time, obviously, the back-to-back stat they have mm-hmm. from when their time in Detroit in 2013. You know, he's sending this team home with a 2 nothing lead. Steven Strasburg all but shutting the door um, last night in game three with his outing. And then Patrick Corbin, you know, if he's lights out tonight, uh, you know, can you give it to a staff? Like, yeah, can you yeah. just give it to four guys? Yeah. Because they're the reason – they're the reason that this team is going to win the series if they end up and if they end up finishing it off because you know we could talk about the offense how Kendrick's been great but the Cardinals have scored two runs this entire series 
in three games. One of them unearned. One of them unearned. The other one due to a missed play ball by Michael yeah. A. Taylor. So basically, two of them unearned. Um, I, I, I just, you know, in baseball, as in any sport, but, you know, you can't lose if the other team doesn't score. Yeah. So, yeah. The, I mean, this team, this, these pitchers are basically keeping this team in the game and winning the games for them by keeping the other team off the board, um, which is yeah. just so amazing. And so uh, it doesn't matter if it goes to Howie or, or whoever else. I think the people will know that this story was about these t- these four starting pitchers. Yeah, this has been some of the most dominant uh, starting pitchers have been in any series ever, yeah. any playoff series ever. You think back to like the 1966 World Series, Orioles and and Dodgers, when uh, you know you had a Sandy Koufax and Jim Palmer and those types. It, it's been like that. Yeah. It's it has been unbelievable performances through the first three games. So it it. I, I, it doesn't matter who the award goes to eventually. No, um, all it's of just these a guys. funny conversation. You know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Just because like, how do you give one? I mean, it's such yeah. a team effort and such a starting pitching staff effort. Like, how do you give the one award to multiple people? Because they all deserve. Yeah, it. they they absolutely do, and that's you know that that's how they they treat it in the locker room. Um, and this team especially. They so need, like take the plaque to like a wood shop and yeah. have the carpenter like cut it into fours. Is that and a just thing? Just dish it out. Sure. I'm, I'm going to make it a thing. <laughs> There's got to be a carpenter somewhere in the D.C. area who can like cut the plaque. And there we have one four, right here. Or maybe five. Bob Carpenter. Give a sliver. Hey. Give a sliver to Howie because, I mean, obviously without his offense, this team wouldn't be where yeah. it is right now. Um, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. And, and also the fact that. Mike Rizzo built this team on starting pitching, defying the idea of... Oh, my gosh, so much. Just shoving it to all those overthinkers being like... Yeah, I mean, well, you yeah. think about you think about how baseball has changed so much, and um, I'll tell you, Sean Doolittle has been awesome in the clubhouse. Well, one, all season, he's a media good guy, but also, two, in this playoff run, talking about and being open about how this team has used their starters yep. in creative and revolutionary ways in this postseason run. And he is he has said the same thing that a lot of writers have said, which is you have to get creative and use these starters in other ways. And and teams are realizing that that was kind of a uh, an unused tool in previous years. Yeah. Mike Rizzo built this team on the starting pitching, went out and got the four best starting pit- pitchers he could, um, and he's saying why and you know he's putting it to Davey and say why not use them in all these situations and it's it's totally against teams like the Brewers that have built this their teams on uh incredible relievers that you only use for one or two innings it is totally against uh the idea of of an opener or or that type of thing and the new way of thinking in terms of baseball and it has worked it has been uh it has defied the new age thinkers in a lot of ways um but also it has not been so so stuck in the past that you know they they only use their starters to start. They're they mix the old and the new. Yeah. Um, and it has been a perfect blend for this team. One of the starting pitchers that you mentioned that Mike Rizzo went out and acquired, of course, is Patrick Corbin. Yes. Signed the big contract this offseason to come here for this exact reason, for this type of moment to be a part of this rotation. Um, obviously they gave him the extra year, but you know this is why Patrick Corbin is here, and he will take the mound for Game Four. Uh, as the Nationals look to sweep the St. Louis Cardinals in the National League Championship Series, we'll have you covered from right up to the game, right before the Mass and All, uh, excuse me, the Mass and Extra post pregame show on Mass and at seven o'clock. Mass and All Access will be streaming on the Mass and Nationals Facebook page, YouTube page, and Twitter account. You can give Paul a follow at Paul Mancano. I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco. Shout out to Amy Jennings for helping us shoot this podcast um, in uh, in the, uh, the upper deck at Nationals level. Park, 300 yeah. level. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll f- follow us along all night long. 
along. Uh, Mass and Nationals on Twitter, Instagram, and of course uh, Facebook as well. The Mass and All Access podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and watch on Mass and All Access and Nationals Facebook pages and YouTube page. Uh, and it is brought to you by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about our student athletes and programs today. Enjoy the game, everyone. For Paul, I'm Bobby. We'll see you later.